Hello, everybody, and welcome for another episode of Insane Rhetoric. Come on in and join us today as we take a look at two different stories centered around strippers and the unnecessary way these stories turned out. Come on, sit down, and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. What up, Insane Rhetoric? What's up? Welcome to Free Fall Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. (laughs) How y'all doing, Insane Rhetoric listeners? I'm pretty sure they're doing better than us with all this calamity going on. (sighs) What's the word? What's happening? What what are we jumping off with today? What's going on? What's what's happening in the world of insaneness today? Well, it's been a while since we went to Oregon. Let's go on over to Oregon. Who? Oregon. No. Oh, Oregon. We going to Oregon? Oregon. Something happened. Something that happened up in the good plains of Oregon? (laughs) Really? Okay, so it actually happened, first happened in March of last year. Okay. So, okay, you, okay. So, you know how you're always talking about the oldest profession of the world will always be around and it just ain't going nowhere because everybody like a good host. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hoeing. Everybody. everybody. <laughs> Did I say yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, I'm, well, I mean, it's, it's true. Okay, y'all. Y'all know I have to apologize when I say something. I'll, I'm sorry. For what? It's true. Las Vegas legalized it. But you can't get it legal nowhere else other than Las Vegas. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> They catch okay. you getting off the. They catch you getting getting off the flights and the trains coming into Vegas. Be like, here's my business card. Call me if you need me. Okay, but I shouldn't call them hoes because everybody that strip is not a hoe. Uh, I think hoe would be uh, substantial because even if you stripping, you still have hoeish like tendencies. So what if I'm married? And I ain't never stripped a day of my life, but I'm married and I strip for my husband. That's still a hoe. And still a hoe, even though I'm married to the man I'm stripping for? You just hoeing for your man. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it is. Okay. I'm, look, ladies, I'm trying to get us not to be called a hoe, but okay. Okay. I mean, I, you know what? Look, I say whatever it is that you do in this, it's beneficial for you as long as you ain't hurt nobody and ain't nobody eventually gonna try to come after you and kill you. I mean, I guess it's all right. That's up to you, bro. I don't know. To each okay. Own. Okay, well we got so so it's back in the news now because cause she being uh sentenced. <sighs> What's back in the news? Hoeing? <laughs> That's gonna stay in the news, right? That's what I'm saying. What's back in the news? Okay, so they had an ex stripper. Her name is Natasha Rose Tate. I don't, I wonder if that's her stripper name. No, oh, okay, I doubt it. That's probably that's probably her legal name. Okay, well. She killed her boyfriend. Her boyfriend was a very wealthy man in Oregon, Oregon. 
and she killed her boyfriend and then she stole some stuff from his home and then she went across state lines trying to get away they actually stopped her like she actually was part of a like a little just a regular traffic stop Mm -hmm. and they let her go before she left the little town where they in Mm -hmm. she okay so they they were in Clackamas County, Oregon. Yep, that sounds one like one of those good old places where no black okay. people are. <sighs> we don't need the statistics on that. I already know there's nothing there. So I don't need to go look it up. Because you know, I usually go look it up when you say ain't never white people live there. I, I normally go get the numbers. And so, and so far, I have not been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ain't got to rub it in. I, <laughs> I just don't like when we make blanket statements. Like I like for us to have our little statistics. Well, if you want to go get the statistics on that on that county, go right ahead and let's, and, let's, and let's find out. How many uh, wonderful <laughs> black and brown people are located in that county? And I guarantee you it's going to be maybe less than 3%. Well, so. First of, all, first of all, black people don't go to places they can't pronounce the name of it correctly. That would not be correct. <laughs> I go a lot of places I can't pronounce the name. Well, that's this. That's you. You different. You 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 something else. Now you sounded like white people, but you're not really black. Yeah, sometimes you're not really black, but it's okay. Y'all, did y'all hear him call me bougie? That was he was calling me bougie on the sly, y'all. Y'all heard that? Well, okay. Well, let me rephrase that. We know that you are uppity and bougie. <laughs> so I don't want nobody to think I'm sidestepping you. I just say what I gotta say right ahead, straight ahead, right on the on the nail, hit it, hit the head on the nail, nail on the head, or whatever they say. Okay. Two percent. Go on here, tell it to me. So it is one of 36 counties in Oregon. The population is 375,992. It's the third most populous county in Oregon. The county seat is Oregon City. And it was named after Native Americans living in that area. The Clackamas Indians. Okay. I mean, there's going to be more of them now than there is of us. Go ahead. They're part of the Chinookan people. Okay. All right, so they have several different communities, but that's not what you want, huh? You nah, I ain't even demographics. You ain't even trying to hear all the rest of that. Nah, I don't care about that. I just need the numbers. Okay. Well, I, y'all see me trying to. Y'all see me trying to take my time and answering this right because I, I bet. know you're gonna be right. I bet. <laughs> okay, so eighty-eight point two percent white, three point seven percent Asian, point zero eight percent. I mean, point not point zero eight, but point eight percent American Indian, and point eight percent Black or African American, point two percent. Pacific Islander, 
7.7% Hispanic or Latino. So, so, so. This is so a German town. It's got German, English, Irish, Norwegian, American. So how many people actually live out as black? What, what is the percentage of that? What's the, what's the percentage? <laughs> Please. 0.8%. So out of one, out of, it ain't even, it's not quite 1%. Okay, okay, so you was right. I told you you was right. I told you you was right from the beginning. <laughs> I'm just saying. First of all, it's too far west. And like they're in Portland, you know, like Portland, Oregon, Oregon, whatever. That's uh close to Seattle, which it's cold up there. Oh, there hills. Yeah, and it's wooded area, and it's actually close to uh, the tip of the map, which would put it in the jet stream of Canada. So they got know, black people in Canada, huh? They got plenty of black people in Canada. We ain't talking about Canada. Well, I'm talking about just the simple <laughs> fact that it's so close there and it's so cold. Okay. I'm just, well, to, I'm, I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to get you to... <laughs> like James Brown say, don't go to no city that I didn't name. <laughs> okay, so 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 Miss Rose Tate, she, she's a stripper in the town. And she got her wealthy man from being a stripper in the town. And she killed him. They found ev- so they found evidence that she was there at the time of the murder. Didn't she like have to DNA be there evidence, forensic evidence? Didn't she have to be there at the time of the murder since she killed him? Well, you know how they have to make yeah. sure, like they tell you that you know the the defense attorney can be like, yeah, of course her, her fingerprints were there because they were dating, but at the time of the murder, she was ten miles away. Yeah, she the murderer. She was there all day. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. And so you remember I told you she had been pulled over for a routine traffic stop mm-hmm. the night of the killing, and his right. stuff was in her car at the time. Mm-hmm. So the police didn't know, they weren't looking for her. They didn't even know that he was murdered. So, you know, they just kind of let her go. He was a pawn shop owner. Mm. That makes sense. Pawn shop owners are grungy. They like going to strip clubs. Jimmy Allen Pearson. That's his name. And Was, was 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 he a black guy? Oh no. I know he wasn't up there. <laughs> but listen. Listen. So one year earlier, he reported a theft of twenty thousand twenty-three thousand dollars in cash and three hundred thousand dollars worth of uh stolen jewelry from his safe by a twenty year old employee who was his girlfriend at the time so he liked younger women 
And they like to steal from him. He don't like nobody right now. Yeah. <sighs> so they do know that he liked engaging in, you know, relationships with younger women. And she was, she happened to be a stripper and a prostitute. I was going to say, that's a hoe. And granddad! Her, granddad! That's a so, hoe! So... <laughs> Granddad, okay, we talk, we talk about the boondock. Granddad really did like her, didn't he? Right. They was like, well, can she run really fast in some heels? <laughs> Is she always hiding from a nigga in a purple suit? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Miss Tate, 23, former stripper and a prostitute. Hey, okay, y'all. So she had only she had been only been in a relationship with him for a month. And she left the state immediately and headed to North Carolina. So from Oregon to North Carolina, she went. She went from one coast to the next coast. Look, she was arrested by the US Marshals at a Greyhound bus station in Florida. And then extradited to uh Oregon. To face the murder charge so she made it across many state lines and they got her in the infamous florida you know we like to talk about florida a lot yeah surprised <sighs> they didn't find it in the everglades so so mr pearson had changed his will eight months prior to his death to give her some money. And he had cut off both his daughters from his will and placed his $10 million estate in the hands of two former federal prosecutors, Ken Bowman and Jonathan Hubb. He owned what's called the A1 Hawk pawn shop. It's a, apparently a chain of pawn shops mm-hmm. in the Portland area. He had a five-bedroom, eight-bathroom mansion with a spa, home theater, and it was along the uh, Willamette River. And they think that he cut his children off because they opened up their own pawn store. They work for him, and then they open up their own pawn store. Ain't that the nature of business? You try to get your kids to do what you do and what you like. So he probably got mad at them because it was a competition thing with them. You know what Right. And something was going on. He probably was trying to get them to run his, and they didn't want to run his. They went and got their own, and they wanted to do things their certain way. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. I, I don't know. Yeah. The bottom line to this story is he's dead and she's going to jail for a very long time. But listen, but why but he gave it to he gave it to these former prosecutors and one of them they 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 had to do with him going to jail in the 90s for selling marijuana. Maybe maybe he had a hookup going on with them. 
Maybe that's why the daughters didn't want to work with him because he was doing some dirty stuff. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. But he say, you know, he got a lot of ex-cons or whatever that he did some work for them or put them in jail or whatever, and then they turned out being friends. So yeah, nah, I I can't go with that. Whatever, like so, whatever with that one, I don't know. But uh, she getting twenty five years. She get she eligible for for parole after twenty five years. Mm, so mm, mm. she. Mm, mm, mm. What's the moral of this story? I don't know if there's a moral to that story. Yeah, it is. Always. What's the moral to that story? It's the moral to every story. Oh, we just can't figure it out. No. Yeah, I can figure it out. Be careful don't who be, you don't be, don't be, be careful uh, who you smash. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> don't flaunt your money and let them know you're a millionaire, multimillionaire. But he probably didn't. She pre- he probably just told her in the comfort of laying in her lap one day. At his multi-million dollar home with the eight bathrooms? The moral of this story is don't bring strangers to your house. $10 million state had eight bath had eight bathrooms. Yeah. Five bedrooms, eight bathrooms. That's a big house. Yeah. Well, okay, so so what about the story in reverse? What about it? Okay, so here in Texas (laughs) (laughs) the stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, the murders are too. So we had a Texas man. He was hoping he was going, you know, like actually like be with her, be with her, a stripper. Mm-hmm. And he killed her. Mm. <sighs> so her name was uh, uh, Abby Saldana. Abigail Saldana. Mm. Yeah, twenty-two-year-old stripper. Okay, she was dead twenty-two minutes after that. She was gunned down in her silver Hyundai sedan. You know, y'all, y'all, good old folks down in the Lone Star State <laughs> have a problem with. Folks walking on your porch and you go get your gun. Premeditated murder for those who don't know. If you didn't have it on you, you went and got it. You had time to think about it. Came by. What's the name? Kyle and killed the man on the porch. Kyle just, just shot the man openly. And then here's another one that just opens up fire on a silver high day because then nobody want to give them nothing. Man, y'all got problems in Texas. Y'all crazy. So, (laughs) 
<sighs> I don't know what to say about my Texas, my Texas. I know what to say. <laughs> I know what to say right out the gate. Y'all crazy. So Stanley Saliga, he's uh 54. They charged him with murder. He's accused of fatally shooting Miss Saldana. Mm-hmm. And they locked him up in Tarrant County Jail. That's Fort Worth. Yeah. $250,000 bond. Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations, so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric? And your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated. And we would love to keep this station coming to you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world. So check this out. Please, please, please donate to Insane Rhetoric so we can sustain future episodes. Hey, thank you once again. Fire out. Somebody gonna pay that. He gonna get out. Somebody gonna pay it. He gonna get out. He gonna Raise, raise, they gonna do a GoFundMe page to get them out of jail. So, a witness saw call 911 because the car was speeding off the freeway, mm-hmm. uh, exit ramp into a grassy area. And when she went to the, you know, the car, when she approached the car to help, uh, she noticed the bullet holes on the passenger side of the car and the person inside was non-responsive. Mm. So they finally identified her using a passport they found in the car. They noticed the clothes that were worn, you know, they looked like they had been worn by, you know, the type of clothes strippers wear. Stripper clothes. <laughs> they had like they own the brand, you know what I'm saying? They like they could see the cabaret from where the car crash was. So they went over there to check it out. And the manager of the strip club said, yeah, that's her. <laughs> Listen, I know guys like that. I know guys like that. They used to own strip clubs and different things and different like after after hours scenes or whatever you want to call them. We call them clubs, holding the walls, whatever. And he was like, yeah, that was her. <laughs> and just walk on off like like, well, I have a new one in there tonight. <laughs> so they told the police that, you know, she was being harassed by, you know, a regular customer. They called him by name. They called him known as Stan. He was known as Stan. 
that they stand was known to harass her. And then the manager showed them an Instagram post um, where she had found a tracker under her car. Mm. So this dude was high tech. Mm. He put a tracker under her car and then uh, he was going to tell the police that she engaged in prostitution. And her family says she was afraid of him, of course, because he put trackers on her car. Yeah, I would be too with a name like Stan. (laughs) (laughs) Stan, what are you standing for? Stan Lee? Stan? Yeah, I know some Stans and they was crazy. So they checked, you know, they checked all the surveillance cameras and all of that and saw that his car had gone through that intersection like 13 times or something like that. Like a lot of times within a 13-day period. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So they knew that he was stalking her. (sighs) They called him up. He came down now. He came down now. He came down to talk to the police. They got a judge to sign a search warrant. They got Fort Worth SWAT team to serve it. He refused to come out of the house. And he shot himself in the neck. And that required medical attention, of course, before he was arrested. He didn't do a good job then. (laughs) <laughs> he sure didn't do a good job. I mean, shoot, Stanley, you you missed. <laughs> he wasn't trying to go nowhere. He just wanted he just wanted to buy some time so somebody would feel sorry for him. That's all that was. So they've been really looking at this tracker and all of that. This I mean, was she. This was she wrote in her Instagram in her Instagram post. This was literally on my car like this. That's what she said. This is why you have to be careful. It was on the undercarriage of her car. Yeah, that's where you would put a tracker. Oh, and then look, she said, "This is this is crazy, you guys. Who would do this?" Yeah, I mean, I. People are obsessed with what people do. And when you have that type of mentality and you just want to take what somebody has for whatever reason, for your selfish gain or whatever, because you feel that you are insecure or uh, have low self-esteem, so you got to force somebody to do do that or put them in a position to get what you want. It's a lot of people out there that's like that. The, the the good thing about those people, a lot of them may be talking to somebody professionally so they don't act on those things. You know, but like, I say for real, you know, I, I'm, well, I'm not going to say I'm sorry to nothing. Um, in the history of the United States, in the history of the United States, there have been known pedophiles and rapists that have not been black or brown people. I mean, serial killers 
are mostly white. You want to go check that status? No. All right. Good job. You're learning. <laughs> oh, you see, like, they, so, like, they saw his Instagram stuff, too. And, like, a little bit before he killed her, that's when he started down talking to her. So she must have, like, really got up, like, was like, look, dude, stop. I don't want you like that. Mm-hmm. And then he started downgrading her on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Talking about how she was a prostitute, how he done spent thousands of dollars on her and all of that. But what's worse? What's worse? Is it the is it the stripper or the trick? Right. What's worse? Because you paid a thousand dollars. Right. Right. So what I mean, you gotta think like hi, you know, the bad thing about people in the United States is when it comes to that profession. And this is even from a man's point of view. When it comes to that profession, the women are looked at as less than women. But when guys do it, then they are, oh, man, you're a player, you're a pimp, you this, you that. But it's the same doggone thing. Right. It's the same. It's on the same level. And I'm, I'm just, hey, I'm just saying that from, from a male point of view, because if you hoeing, on any level, you a hoe. Well, she actually had, so she worked as the stripper, but she had another job where she worked in a bar. Like she was the bartender. Mm-hmm. And Most of them do that. then she did another job where she did uh eyebrow. She was an eyebrow tech. Okay. So she so to me it sounded like she was a hustler. It sounded like she was trying to get her money together. She, she was, was trying, trying to, to get her money. She had moved from Wichita Falls, Texas. Yeah. To Fort Worth. She had a five-year-old son. She's living with her mama, and she was trying to she was trying to make it for her son. Right. So it, you know when you look at when you look at stuff like that, man, you, you got to take in the inventory, just like really who that person was or who they are, or whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people do what they have to do to do what they want to do later. You know what I'm saying? So. Some of that type of stuff, man, it's only temporary for, you know, a few people in that type of profession. But then they go on and do bigger and better and great things. But we'll never know what she would do because idiot stand over her then just killed her because he wanted to have his way with somebody that didn't want him. Right. I I, I I don't agree with that. I don't condone it and no manner at all i think that's wrong i think it's horrible it's it's upsetting shouts out to the family i hope that you know you heal in time but a loss of a family member of any caliber is man that's hard to deal with especially when somebody goes that it wasn't their time because of somebody else's uh energy that they was trying to put into something that was never going to be there yeah yeah. So, so I mean, this is the same story from on reverse. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't trying to be in a relationship with her like that, but um the the other story. Right. They weren't trying to be in a relationship with each other. She was just trying to feed her drug whatever. Right. But still, you have to you have to know when that when that age gap is that huge 
when that age gap is that huge, you already know what they after. You already know what's going on. But see, that's the same thing. Like I hate to bring this up. That's the same thing that um, we talked about about Cosby. You had yeah. an idea what you was doing when you went to that man house at eleven to twelve o'clock at night. You wasn't talking about no damn script. Sorry. Yeah. You knew. Yeah. The thing that was different was, shoot, you brought a case against them, and on top of that, you didn't wind up in a dumpster somewhere. So right. that's the, that's the only difference. But right. the profession that you was trying to exude is still the same. Right. So, eh, I don't know. Yeah. So... I mean, like, in this case, Miss Saldana was trying not to be with him. Like, she was at work. I'm at work. I'm showing you my body. As, that's what I do for a living. Right. That don't mean I want to go be with you. Yeah. Like, you pay me to come in here. You pay to come in here to see my body. That was the yeah. whole bottom line. Yeah. I don't want to be with you. If I did, so what if I gave you a lap dance? So what if you spent a thousand dollars on me in the club? I gave whatever part I was supposed to give to the manager, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. kept the rest. It's mm-hmm. a business transaction. Ain't no, ain't no difference if I go to the barbershop and uh, I gotta pay, uh, uh, my booth rental. Right. That that's all it comes down to. It's all about it's all about the bread, man. Like I said, that that's it. Those situations, man. People they get that in their mind that this is oh they doing it because they like me. Then you have a problem, sir. That's entertainment. Right. That's all it is. It's entertainment. If you get lost in that like that, then that's on you. That's your fault. You you have delusions of grandeur. They, but that's entertainment. Yeah, I didn't. And ask first you. of all, first, first of all, a lot of people ain't finna go. A lot of people go up there just to sit back and have drinks. Some people go in and spend crazy buku money. Some don't. You know, it's just something to do to take your mind off of whatever else you're going through. That's all it is. It's entertainment, right? I, I I equate that to the casino. If you know you finna go to the casino. And you have a, a a a sure feeling like yeah I, I can win today I can win today and you go in there and you might win then you should be stupid enough to stay around and put the money back into the machine <laughs> and blow blow what you want you Correct. know what I'm saying so when thing. I go to the casino I start with whatever my budget is and it's usually like anywhere between six, uh, 20 and $60. Yeah. See, and man, if look, I spend up that $60. You done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And whatever it's, I win from that $60, if it's a small amount, then I just replay that. But if I, if I like, okay, so I've been in the casino where I played my $20, $60 and won 200. Right. So I take that, 140 pocket it 
and play that 60 again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I've won $500 the next time. Like one time I was sitting at the, at the, at the, this one machine and it just kept hitting, just kept, kept throwing me into bonus and it just kept hitting. And one, I won $200 then I won $500 then I won $300 like, like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, I would go and, and cash the ticket in, take that, take that uh money from that $60 out and put the rest of that money up. Mm-hmm. And now I done left with, you know, a couple of thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that's really rare for me to leave with that much money. But I remember one or two times it happened and that's what I did. I like replayed the initial investment. Right. And that's, and that's all, that's all money management is all about is even when the stock market is like that. So, I mean, you, you, you hit, you win, then you take that, the, the amount, and put that you won, put it to the side, and then reinvest what you already started with. Solid it is, and that's what that's what I was going to say. Like I knew some guys that 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 tried to have the gambit and gone in strip clubs, and what they did was they knew that some of they they women, they chicks that they were dating would be stripping at certain strip clubs, so they'd go in and try to make it look like they don't know nobody. And that they got all the money. So this guy I know comes in, gets twelve hundred dollars in ones, and then he's sitting at the stage just paying out, paying out, paying out. But the thing about it is, he didn't lose nothing because the woman he was, the two women he was paying out to, they knew each other, and that money that they collected. They gave half of that back to him. Yeah. It's it's all it's all a hustle game, man. You just gotta understand the hustle. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. Well. Some people got it, some people don't, you know. And that and that white girl up in Oregon, she didn't look like too much of a good stripper at all, because she was oh, she looked like a young <laughs> Aunt B around this month. <laughs> She what? She she was twenty three years old. Yeah, but she looked like a young Aunt B. <laughs> Why you calling that? Cause she looked like she looked like one of them chicks that them people up in Utah be having like forty five wives. She don't look like nothing. That ain't nice. It's the truth. The truth hurts. Like I mean, like yeah, it's like. I mean, she she just she got a bunch of tattoos. She don't look like nothing, man. <laughs> I mean, do she have to look? I mean, she she's a little skinny, little thing, so she probably was stripping. But I'm like, you ain't got no, you ain't got no glam about yourself for us. What you doing? She don't look like nothing. She don't. She that look like a chick straight out the trailer park and she said I need a job doing something to get away from the trailer park that's stop what stop why you gotta no, tell like that girl look like that cause I call, okay. like I, okay. I call it like I see it I call it like I see it and then she don't look like nothing man for real whole thing she played guilty did she have any other choice I mean, I don't, 
I don't think she had another choice at all. If she wouldn't have pled guilty and went to, went to a longer trial, she probably wouldn't have been eligible for parole. So is that what it was? Maybe. So. I mean, that's all we got. Yeah, we we probably need to get on up out of here. Yeah. So what up, Insane Rhetoric? Listen, you can hit us up on all platforms. We on iHeart. We on iTunes. We on Republic Radio. We are on Owl Tales. We are on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook. We are on every platform that you can think of. If you don't, if you have a platform that you can't hear us on, send it to us and we'll see if we can get onto that particular platform. Spotify, we on iHeartRadio, we're on freaking every major platform in several different countries also. Woohoo! So this, we just here to tell you, like, you know what it is. You can hit us up on the Real Talk page with no tomfoolery. No tomfoolery. I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to say a word. You know what I say. I ain't snitching, but I will laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so just remember. I'm going to snitch. Listen, just remember that change happens at midnight. It's only dark for 60 seconds before there's a new day. Listen, you can change whatever your demographic is, whatever your state of mind is, whatever your situation is within 60 seconds. You just have to have the want to, to want to make that change. And just remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric. And we out. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us today here at Insane Rhetoric. We'll see you next time on Rewind Wednesday. And remember to enjoy the ride. That is Insane Rhetoric.